Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Now on Mickey D's, when you buy any crispy chicken sandwich or quarter pounder with cheese, you'll get a free medium fry and free medium drink when you order on the app. So do you have the app? How are you going to get this deal if you don't have the app? I know you have a phone. Anywho, if you have the app, enjoy your free fries and drink. If you don't, you can't see me, but know that I'm shaking my head. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Limited time only. I participate in McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. Hey, it's the Kentucky Guy, and thank you so much for listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. Here at Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast, we talk about past, present, and future wrestlers and promotions. So yeah, I'm so glad that you've joined us. As for myself, I've been watching wrestling off and on for over 25 years, and I find much enjoyment into it. I have a whole lot of knowledge, and uh, you know, I kind of, I kind of see where some things can be changed, and some things are great, right? But anyways, once again, thank you so much for listening to this episode, and be sure to click subscribe or follow, no matter where you're listening to us from. We're on all platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, Comcast, uh, Amazon Music, and it goes on and on. So check us out here at Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Welcome to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, the Kentucky Guy. Hey, how's everybody doing this beautiful, rainy Monday here in the beautiful state of eastern Kentucky? Hope you guys are all doing well and had a great weekend, a lot of fun, and hope you all were blessed to uh, get out and about and spend some time with your family. Uh, yeah, so let's go over a couple things here real quick before we get into today's episode of Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. Guys, we do drop episodes here every Monday and Friday. Uh, episodes are on this station are about pro wrestling, uh, past, present, and future, as well as promotions and superstars. Um, also, for you that are that like to stay updated with the current news that you're not going to hear exactly on the fake media, uh, fake media. Uh, check us out at the Red Pill Current News Podcast. Also, check out our new series over there uh, where we talk about some things that uh, it took eight months to be able to talk about. So, And I'll let you find out for yourself if you're into that or not. 
All right, so uh, this uh, Friday, uh, we will have a special guest on our next episode this Friday, a young man by the name of uh, Kerry Cunningham. Uh, he does uh, follow and love professional wrestling like myself. And uh, looking forward to it. I think we'll have a lot of fun in uh, talking about the uh, current wrestling situation. And uh, maybe uh, him and I will make some predictions for SummerSlam. The card, uh, the wrestling card for SummerSlam should be out by then. Yeah. So let's get into this crazy world of wrestling news that's happening. And there's not, I'm going to be honest with you, there's not a whole lot of news right now. This is probably one of the uh, uh, most uneventful uh, weeks uh, since I've been doing the podcast on wrestling, but you know we have a lot, a lot of pay-per-views coming up. You've got SummerSlam, you've got Ric Flair's Stamp uh, uh, Stamp Fest uh, last match uh, coming up. You've got uh, the Ring of Honor uh, pay-per-view coming up. I mean, so I would assume, and there's still, as we know, a lot of in, uh, injuries on both uh, AEW and WWE. So, not a whole lot of news, but hey, I'm here, you're here, let's get into what we know. All right, NXT Level Up Results. So, the clash between the two of the WWE's most centric superstars was everything it was cracked up to be, right? So, you had Quincy Elliott. Elliot, who claims he is the spotlight, he danced his way to the ring and made certain to blow multiple kisses to Eichmann, Jarrell. Uh, after claiming, claiming the early advantage, Jairo, who took Elliot's antics all in stride, uh, did fire back with a series of jacket punches and a win clinching the most devastating move in sports entertainment with a clinching roll-up. Yeah. So after the bell, the two competitors embraced, and Elliot actually did raise uh, his opponent's arm. So that was pretty cool. This show, uh, this show all around was was decent. I mean, it was it was okay. You know, um, I, a lot of no names, right? And um, I don't know. Uh, it, it was okay. It was okay. You know, NXT is a developmental brand for the next step, right? So yeah, so I, I, I'm good with you know, I'm good with it. Uh, Keena James, uh, she actually defeated Sol Roku Rukua. Have no idea. Uh, Andre Chase and his partner Hayward uh, actually defeated um, Xavier. Uh, what was it Burnell and uh, Miles Bourne? That was a decent match. That was a decent match. Uh, so yeah, but uh, yeah, the the main event, you know, the clash between uh, uh, Elliot and. Uh, uh, Jairo, uh, Eichmann, uh, that was, uh, probably the best match on there in, in my opinion, right? In my opinion. Now I need to follow, and I've admitted this, uh, I've admitted this, uh, more than once that I need to follow, uh, NXT better. It's just, man, there's so much wrestling right now. Uh, you know, and there's, <laughs> You know, I like to do Tuesdays to kind of recuperate, but uh, I do catch them. I do catch the highlights and everything. I just, uh, I don't know. I wish I could get into it more, and maybe I will in time. Maybe I will. I mean, you know, uh, uh, talking about NXT, and let's talk about somebody who's just skipping right over NXT, uh, you know, and, and the fundamentals and everything that it teaches you. Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Logan Paul, who recently signed 
the dotted line uh, on the WWE contract has immediately, and we know this already, has set his sights on his WrestleMania tag team partner, the A-lister, the Miz, who for some reason attempted to reunite uh, the must-see tag team of all time, but the ultimate influencer has made it clear he's out for payback for uh, Miz doing the uh, skull-crushing finale uh, <laughs> at the end of their match at WrestleMania. Now, Logan, he'll be on there tonight on Raw. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, um, but uh, I've got my opinion about that, and we're gonna, we've got a special uh, segment of the, store, uh, the show now uh, called uh, Reports and Rumors Around the Water Cooler. Yeah, and uh, I'll be talking about more about Logan Paul uh, at that time. And then as far as SmackDown, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, there was, uh, you know, there, I mean, I'm sorry, as far as Raw, I, I apologize. As far as Raw, um, I don't know. It, it was okay. I mean, you had uh, the Usos, and they fought um, the, uh, you had one of the Usos uh, fight one of the Prophets, right? And here, here's what's interesting. Uh, so after the match, the match kind of ended like the money in the bank match did, uh, Uso's arm was up. It it was clearly shoulder was up. Referee didn't see it. And, uh, you know, he won the match. What the referee says is final, right? We kind of had the same situation on AEW last week, uh, during the first uh, night of fighter fest when, uh, uh, the, uh, swerve glory, uh, won the tag team titles, but they pinned a guy who wasn't uh, uh, actually the uh, guy that was supposed to be in there, the legal man. Uh, so, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I mean, whatever the referee says stands. Well, they have shaken it up for their feud and their match for the undisputed tag team titles at SummerSlam. A name from the past, and this kind of blew my mind, a name from the past uh, was actually, uh, is, is he is actually going to be uh, the special guest referee. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't, uh, Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett. I mean, where did Jeff Jarrett, uh, I didn't think we'd ever see him. I mean, he's been at TNA for how long? And these other independents. I mean, it has to be years and years since he has entered into a WWE ring, right? So I just, uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it. But then again, I don't know what to expect. You know, Jeff Jarrett has always modeled his career uh, kind of after the dirtiest player of the game, Ric Flair. So I don't, I don't know if he's going to call it fair. I don't know. I don't know. I I can't think of Jeff Jarrett having any type of history with the Street Profits or the Usos. I mean, good or bad, any type of history. So, and if I'm wrong there, let me know. Also, if you ever want to be a guest on the show, be sure to uh, give me an email at olkentucky99 at yahoo.com and that's ol kentucky spelled out 
The number is 99 at yahoo.com. Okay, well, let's move on to SmackDown because Raw, Raw, was, Raw was okay, but like I said, there's not a lot of wrestling news. But on SmackDown, uh, Pat McAfee, he did return to SmackDown looking for retribution on Happy Corbin, uh, who will be his opponent at SummerSlam. Uh, Liv Morgan, uh, she actually defeated uh, Natalia, and uh, and I'm glad that she did because if you remember, an injured uh, Ronda Rousey beat Natalia rather quickly uh, on SmackDown the week prior. So yeah, so Liv Morgan defeated Natalia um, after. <laughs> this was kind of funny. After dressing uh, as the Viking Raiders, <laughs> the New Day actually joined forces with Jinder Mahal and Shanky to ambush uh, the Viking, the actual Viking Raiders, uh, Eric and Ivar. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, it's funny. I mean, right? I mean, uh, it was funny. It was funny. Uh, a district. A disrespected Lacey Evans who could not get over the crowd not cheering her every time she walks through uh, the entrance. Uh, she refused to battle uh, Alana uh, of all people. So, I, you know, I mean, how are you going to get a win? Oh, wait, this is an AEW, so win and losses don't really matter, right? So, once again, Drew McIntyre was supposed to face Sheamus. Uh, and he ended up fighting Rich Holland and defeating Rich Holland. So why, why in the world, why didn't it, you know, why didn't Seamus just come out there the last week and say, or week before last, and say, hey, buddy, you know, you want to get to me, the Irishman? Uh, yeah, man, you'll have to uh, fight the other boys first. No, he didn't do that. He didn't do that. Why didn't he do that? It's just, it, it would make more sense. And these and him looking like a weakling, and putting his guys up to get destroyed by Drew McIntyre just doesn't. It does not make any sense to me. Uh, and I and I like Sheamus. I always thought he was a pretty decent wrestler. I thought that he was underrated uh, for a long time. He got a huge push when he first came to WWE, and then I don't know. It just kind of went off. Um, Madcap Moss, uh, one of the uh, brightest stars, I think. Uh, coming up in the WWE, he did defeat Theory, uh, but it was by disqualification. Uh, when uh, now after the match was the best part of the match, <laughs> uh, when Theory declared that he was the next undisputed WWE Universal Champion, uh, <laughs> Sami Zayn emerged uh, and of course took issue with Mister Money in the Bank's disrespect to the Bloodline. And then the Usos joined the party with Sammy. <laughs> and Theory, uh, if you haven't watched it, it it's pretty good. Uh, he made a run for it, and he ran right in to Madcap Moss. And, uh, of course, Moss, who Theory just got disqualified by hitting with the briefcase, you know, he, uh, yeah, he, he attacked him. I thought it was great. Uh, all right, so let's move on to AEW. Uh, AEW uh, star debuts new look and gimmick at a dark taping. So later on Saturday, uh, Del Cell shared a photo of himself wearing a darker mask instead of bright colors like he normally does. And 
according to the fans who ten, who attended the AEW dark taping in Orlando, Florida, uh, Del So was sporting uh, the mask in his match against uh, Aria Divare. So to me, what this looks like is it looks like Del So, uh, who hasn't really accomplished a whole lot uh, with AEW, is turning heel to maybe change things, his fortunes around. So, you know, you know, more power to you. You guys know me. I'm a heel myself. I like the heels uh, when it comes to wrestling. So, uh, I, I. I don't know, man. He's got such a luchador, like, good guy persona. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't, I don't. Uh, new details have arrived on Santana's uh, injury from Blood and Guts. As noted, the Blood and Guts match on June 29th uh, of this year, AEW Dynamite, resulted in, in at least one ligament injury, uh, that being Santana's knees, knee, as he went for a Urange for a Urange slam, Santana appeared to tweak his knee and would immediately be taken away for medical attention. More details were hard to come by until Chris Jericho appeared on a podcast and gave some insight into how bad it actually was. Quote from Chris Jericho. He messed up his knee from doing a simple rock bottom, Chris Jericho said. Uh, That's not on top of a cage. That's not falling off a cage. That's not getting hit with a barbed wired bat or whatever. It's doing a wrestling move, and he's out eight months. Wow. So according to a new report from the Fightful Santana's ACL, uh, the ligament in the center of his knee preventing the shin bone from rubbing against the thigh bone has been injured. The AEW star has directly told several people this. And when he went to an event in Puerto Rico this weekend and relinquished his championship at a home promotion while supporting himself with crutches, the report adds that Santana has said he has not actually had surgery yet, but we will keep, he will keep uh, us updated on when this occurs. So the former WWE NXT star, um, okay, so moving on in, in AEW, sorry. <laughs> um, so a former WWE NXT star, Parker uh, Baudet, uh, uh, known as Harland, made his AEW debut during a Saturday's AEW dark taping in Orlando, Florida. On Rampage, Fighter Fest Night 2, there will be, and that's this Wednesday, or no, this Friday, I'm sorry, there will be a Ring of Honor World Championship match uh, between uh, John Grissom, who's the champion, against uh, Cesaro, or uh, Claudio is what they call him on AEW. Yeah, so, uh, okay, so this is interesting because Claudio's undefeated, right? Um, But... The words went out, the pamphlets went out that the Ring of Honor, uh, Death Before Honor, or Death Before Dishonor uh, pay-per-view, which is coming up, um, Grissom is defending that title at that pay-per-view. So that's interesting, right? I mean, uh, so does that mean that Cesaro just, 
And I mean, they spent a lot of money, a lot of money on advertising signs and everything. And his face is all over the signs. Uh, the champ Grissom is. Um, so if if Cesar if Claudio beats him, uh, so will he take it? I guess he'll take his place in that pay per view. Uh, I, I'm guessing. I don't know. Uh, one of the main things I'm looking forward to on uh, Dynamite this week is uh, Jericho versus Kingston's barbed wire match. Uh, <laughs> you know, and since, and, you know, we actually broke this story uh, a few episodes ago, a couple weeks ago. And uh, so since it's Shark Week, uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society will be in a shark, ta- uh, shark cage above the ring. Now, this is the final match between Kingston and Jericho. What is going to happen? Because it, it's, going, it's going to be interesting. And don't forget, Jericho will not be Chris Jericho, but he'll be his alter ego. Uh, you know, the pain maker. Uh, during during this match, I'm I'm and I'm looking forward to it. I think uh, Chris Jericho will destroy Kingston. It's time Kingston gets he's over right now. He's too over in my opinion, and it's time for him to be knocked down a level. I don't think he's a good wrestler at all. I don't I don't think he's a good talker on the mic. Uh, he just wants to kill people. I just I don't get it. I don't I don't I don't get the uh, fascination. And no, he does not remind me of your average guy. At all. I'm your average guy. He doesn't remind me of it. Sorry. Uh, I think he's not on Chris Jericho's level. I think that the one win he has over Jericho one-on-one was a fluke. And uh, I think it's done. I think he's done. Just my opinion. All right, so backstage news on Ric Flair's health before his final match, which we all know is coming up, right? Fast, coming up fast, the end of this month. So... Ric Flair is report. It's reported right now that Ric Flair is hurt right now. He's dealing with a foot injury. Uh, the Nature Boy just weeks away from competing in his final final ever wrestling match at Starcast Five on July. You know, I keep calling that Stamcast. I don't know why it's Starcast uh, on July thirty first, and his mystery opponent is yet is yet to be revealed. But it will be revealed later on today, and I'll tell you guys how you can find out. Uh, while he's currently hurt, Flair's expected to still be able to compete in the match and put the encounter uh, that will be uh, and put on the encounter uh, encounter that will be headlining the show. From the moment it was announced that the 73-year-old would be returning to compete for the first time since 2011. When he competed against Sting for the TNA for uh, for TNA, uh, there has been a concern that was primarily over Flair's general health, uh, with the former WWE star having a pacemaker uh, fitted. But during a press conference for the show, he claimed he is able to work around his issues, admitting that his inner ear and blood thinner medication concerns alongside his pacemaker. Quote, there are two things that could go wrong, Flair said. Quote, my heart's pacemaker can come unplugged, but I can plug it back in. What? How? 
No, you can't. No, you can't. You got to open yourself up. You'd have to. What? I, I have a pacemaker. There's no way I can unplug mine or plug it back in. It's in my. It's in your chest. I don't. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Um, when it comes to the issues surrounding his blood thinners, he simply stated he just won't take one that day. Flair, let me tell you something, bud. You're 73. You've probably been taking blood thinners for a long time. Skipping them one day is not going to help you uh, not get big old black bruises all over you uh, from being on blood thinners every time you get hit. And it's and if you get cut open, bleeding like a stuck hog, skipping them one day is not going to help that, bro. They're in your system and probably been in there for a while. I don't know. I'm really worried about this match. I have been since the beginning. Um, Flair shared plenty of footage of himself training and getting into shape as he's been actively training inside the ring with AEW's Jay Lethal. It is unclear whether it was during the training session that the Nature Boy picked up his injury, but the videos have shown him even taking a bump from the top turnbuckle. Huh. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, so as, we, as, we've, as we've already talked about in previous episodes, uh, his final match is not the only thing on the card that night, though. Like, the Briscoes, they'll be in action. FTR, the Von Erics, the new generation of Von Erics. Uh, Josh Alexander, um, uh, Jacob Fatu. There, there, there's many other bouts, right? Uh, but the two-time WWE Hall of Famer is going to be busy throughout the weekend as there will be a panel show featuring the Four Horsemen. I'm looking forward to that. And the roast, oh, I didn't know about this, and the roast of Ric Flair that will celebrate uh, the career of the Hall of Famer while allowing wrestlers and celebrities to poke fun at his career. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean... Uh, any kind of roast. I mean, I, I love comedy anyway, so, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. So, like I said, we have a lot of pay-per-views coming up. Um, maybe why uh, why there's not a whole, uh, a whole lot of uh, news out there right now. Um, nothing really this week at all on Impact or uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, nothing really exciting. Uh, so, uh yeah, so let's uh, let's move on to the next segment of the show. Ha <laughs> ha! Uh, reports and rumors around the water cooler. All right, I've got some big surprises that are possible, that are possible, that could happen during SummerSlam 2022. Uh huh. Yeah, I've got a got a few of them here and it's possible remember this is rumor reports and rumors so all right so the first one theory cashes in and wins the undisputed wwe universal champion okay so just hang with me for a second so by the very definition of the match between roman reigns and brock lesnar the winner is determined when one man can inflict 
enough damage on the other to ensure that they stay down for a 10 count. What better way than for a sneaky yet cerebral uh, theory who, by the way, has been uh, gaining knowledge from Seth Rollins uh, to leave Nashville with the top prize in the business than by cashing it in, making the match a triple threat a la Seth Rollins in 2015 and winning uh, when Lesnar or Reigns have beaten each other down and are unable to answer the referee's call. Now that finish is going to make me and a bunch of other fans mad considering WWE's effort uh, to anoint the young star uh, as the most hated superstar in the company. But it's a perfect outcome and one that I don't think that a company can resist because, um, yeah, uh, they, they, they love this guy. Here's the thing, though, uh, and I've seen this and I've seen this and I've seen this and I've talked about it and talked about it and talked about it. WWE has this problem. They try to ram these superstars down our throats when we're not ready, and it just doesn't work. And most of the time, that superstar doesn't make it, a.k.a. Uh, Drew McIntyre. He ended up leaving for a long time. Bobby Lashley ended up leaving for a long time. Uh, the only one that was really ever successful, and I still don't like the guy, is Roman Reigns. Uh, you know, he come back, he had to turn completely heel. Uh, Paul Heyman actually helped get him over. Uh, but he's the only one that it actually worked with. You would think that they would lose that blueprint and try something different. But in my opinion, uh, that's going to be one of the things that's going to surprise everybody uh, at SummerSlam. All right, next one. Liv Morgan's fairy tale story will continue. I think Morgan will retain her title either by defeating uh, Rousley in a uh, in like a uh, nauseating heel turn uh, on the part of uh, Ronda, the UFC Hall of Famer, or or and this is very possible as well, uh, thanks to a returning uh, Charlotte Flair who interferes to draw a disqualification. Either way, Morgan's going to uh, hold on to that title and remain in the championship picture for, for the foreseeable future. Uh, she will ultimately lose the title to one of the two, Charlotte or, or Ronda, but she gets to hold on to it a little bit longer. She continues her Cinderella story and creates a connection with the audience strong enough that when she does drop it, fans will be in a up, uproar. Okay, so, yeah, I believe that. I believe if she dropped it at SummerSlam, they'll be in an uproar. I do. I do, I do, I do. Now, here's another rumor uh, that I heard that I've actually already been talking about that he should actually leave the country. The next one. AJ Styles will not make the final match card. Yeah. What? He's one of the greatest superstars. Okay, uh, the phenomenal one has been wasted since uh, wrapping up his feud with Edge and Judgment Day back at WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, there's been a loose feud with The Miz and his hired hitman, Ciampa, uh, but it consistently feels like that's just a placeholder uh, for when uh, the feud starts for real with Logan Paul. 
Um, Styles could possibly get booked against Champa at uh, at the uh, at SummerSlam, but no matter how attractive that match is on paper, uh, I don't think it's very good. Um, I think it'd be better served as like a kickoff show or something than on the main show. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, for a guy that's won so many titles and been widely recognized as one of, if not the greatest wrestler of his generation, uh, Styles has been left in limbo uh, despite a very real need for a main event star on Monday nights. Yes, hello, it's wide open. Pair him and Bobby Lashley against each other and let him go at it. I mean, sh- hopefully the trend comes to an end sooner or later. Uh, but it will not be enough time uh, to time uh, to warrant uh, his inclusion on what is already certain a jam-packed SummerSlam card. Now, I've been saying, uh, and I know that a lot of you don't want to hear this, but I think AJ needs to leave WWE. I do. He, he's just wasting away there, man. Uh, he, he's too good of a wrestler and an athlete to, uh, to be in some of the positions that he's in. And I know what it is with WWE. I, 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 if I was a betting man, I'd bet a million dollars on it if I had a million dollars, which I don't, by the way. I don't. Uh, so don't be emailing me asking me for money, okay, because I don't have a million dollars. <laughs> but I believe, I, I truly believe that uh, WWE looks at it as how much they're paying him. You guys know what inflation is like right now. I mean, I'm not going to get into politics, but you guys know if you're filling your car up or buying groceries, you guys know what the price of stuff is. These businesses are hurting too. You're going to buy WWE tickets or you're going to put gas and food on your table. You know what I mean? Uh, So uh, they can look at AJ and then they'll look at someone like uh, Theory or someone or Mass uh, that, uh, you know, one of these up and coming superstars. and they'll say, okay, well, I can get the same production out of him uh, for half the price of an AJ Styles. And I've said this before on previous episodes. That's what they're doing. Uh, yeah. Do not waste this guy. Do not. Man, and Tony Khan, your show is overpacked. It is. It really is overpacked. But I can't help but say... Man, you're going to have to cut some fat if AJ becomes a free agent because you need him. You do. Next topic. Becky Lynch ends Bianca Belair's dream for a second year in a row. So remember a year ago, Becky Lynch stormed back uh, to the WWE. She hit the ring uh, as a surprise opponent uh for bianca belair and she proceeded to humiliate her uh in 26 seconds ending her reign as smackdown women's champion and embarking on a heel turn that would bring about the event of big time beck which i like big time beck um i like everything about becky's new character except uh like her her attire i don't know she looks like she belongs on a spaceship or something it's weird just demise. Uh, this year, less than four months after defeating Lynch to finally regain the championship gold, uh, I believe Belair will see history repeat itself. 
I don't know how, okay? Uh, but I think that uh, Becky will uh, capture the title and bounce back uh, from what appears like it looks like she's been kind of falling like a downfall uh, here lately. Uh, the plan is for for Becky Lynch to remain a heel on Monday nights. She can easily be uh, the type around whom enter shows can be built. Entire shows can be built. Uh, WWE programming has always been at its best when a babyface is chasing the heel champion. And beyond Belair, there are a wealth of other women who could challenge big, big time Beck for the GOAT. Yeah, so that could be amazing. And I do look for that to happen. Okay, next subject. Riddle versus Seth Rollins steals the show. So there's one match that I'm thinking that's going to leave fans and everybody, including myself, begging for more. And I think that's going to be between Seth Rollins and Riddle. So this match hasn't even officially uh, been made. But WWE, uh, you can tell that they're certainly trending in that direction with everything going on. And the majority of the fans, it would be a throwaway match on a loaded premium live event card, but others will recognize it as a dark horse contender for the match of the year. Thanks to extraordinary performance from each character so far this year. And think, think back, right? Think back. These workhorses of the company, right? And their entering uh, perspective, Rollins and Riddle, both, uh, they rank high among the best in-ring performers this year. Think about some of the matches they've been in, you know. Uh, Cody Rhodes and, and uh, Seth Rollins, uh, you know, Riddle uh, along with, uh, you know, RK Bro along with Randy Orton. I mean, they have had some amazing matches uh, this year and uh, amazing performances. And I tell you what, make this match official and let's get excited for it because I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be awesome. All right, next headline. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns will not disappoint this time. So if you ask just about any anyone, any true fan, right, uh, how, they, how they feel on the last handful of matches between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, if you ask them if they've lived up to the hype, you're going to get a resounding no. And perhaps that's because they are tired of the matchup or they dislike both competitors. Or maybe it's because the first encounter was that epic example of dynamic storytelling capped off by the greatest money in the bank cash-in ever by Seth Rollins. But Lesnar and Reigns, and this is my feeling, they've... I think right now they've certainly heard the criticisms and the negativity, especially after the so-called biggest match of all time at WrestleMania in April, which was overshadowed by far uh, more entertaining segments on the day two extravaganza. Yeah, I think uh, uh, Owens and uh, uh, Austin stole that show. But I'm sure they've heard this criticism and they're fully aware of the frustration of the fans have experienced following the last, uh, the latest evidence of WWE's 
uh, over-reliance on the match, I think they're going to show up, and I think they're going to show out in the match that finally lives up to the hype that they're putting around this match. But here's the thing. I think Theory is going to come in at the end and ruin it all. (laughs) But I do think these guys are going to put on a heck of a show this time. They haven't done that in a very long time. Uh, I I think it's going to, you know, I think it's going to happen. It was also reported, uh, next next headline. So it was also reported that uh, different uh, released WWE stars are currently refusing uh, to return to WWE uh, while Vince McMahon is in charge. That's just a rumor, right? So I don't know. And Ric Flair's final opponent. An update has emerged on plans for the announcement of Ric Flair's uh, bout for the Ric Flair's last match event. While a number of notable stars have been confirmed for the event, fans have been left waiting, including me, because I've been wanting to report this, uh, waiting to find out the match that Flair will compete in at the event. It has been undeniably confirmed that Ric Flair's opponent will be re- <laughs> will be revealed in the second part of an of the ongoing documentary series promoting Flair's final bout. It was previously reported that Flair is expected to wrestle a tag team bout at the event. Uh, the anticipated documentary episode will air today, July 18th. Remember I told you earlier, I'd tell you how to find out who he's fighting. Uh, the episode will also provide a rundown of the full card for the uh, January, 30, which we know what the card is, Janu- uh, July 31st event. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so be looking for that, and I will definitely talk about that on the next episode as soon as we find out. Um, but yeah, I want to know. I want to know who his last opponent is. I've been. It's, it's. I don't know why they put it off so long. But anyways, next topic. Uh, CM Punk not long from returning to AEW. That's good news. AEW's upcoming All Out pay per view takes place just outside of CM Punk's hometown of Chicago. He's featured on some of the promotional materials for the event. Many fans are hoping he will be able to make it back in time for the show. While it is a possibility, uh, there's nothing really set in stone as far as a timetable for CM Punk's return. But for the injury that he had, uh, yeah, it, it, he should be coming back anytime. Anytime. Yeah, next story. Uh, Bill Goldberg did an interview, and he did confirm that he's still under contract with the WWE. Uh, He was speaking to the New York Post, and he clarified his contract status. Goldberg actually stated that he's completed his obligation for the number of matches in his contract. Uh, He is still signed under the WWE brand, and he's willing to go to work whenever he gets the call. Come on, bro. You need to just retire. Come on, man. We don't want to see you in the ring no more. No more. Right, guys? I mean, come on. I mean, he had... Oh, by the way, uh, you know, his unbelievable uh, run in WCW where he was undefeated, uh, Jada Cage, 
the TNT uh, Women's Champion on AEW, broke his record. She has been undefeated now longer than Goldberg was. Amazing. Amazing. Next topic. More stories about allegations against Vince McMahon are coming. Yep. So, Vince McMahon, who's been ruling over the world of pro wrestling since the 1980s, McMahon ruthlessly crushes his competition, and WWE emerged as the biggest pro wrestling promotion following the demise of WCW. That being said, the chairman, uh, Vince McMahon, is now in a pretty tough spot. McMahon recently found himself in hot waters after several mainstream outlets produced stories wherein several former WWE employees called out the WWE chairman for sexual harassment. Immediately, McMahon, who stepped down voluntarily, uh, was replaced by his daughter Stephanie McMahon as the CEO in the wake of the allegations. The trouble seems to be only escalating as more mainstream outlets, of course, uh, are working on the allegations. According to PW Insider, HBO and Wall Street Journal are among the outlets working on the stories. The reporters are also working to establish, uh, contact, uh, establish a contact with former female employees of the WWE. PWInsider.com has learned from someone who, uh, who was contacted for a potential interview that HBO Real Sports, yeah, Brian Gumbel, has been prepping a potential story on the McMahon allegations. They have been attempting to reach out to former female employees of the company. Uh, you know, even with this going on, Vince McMahon doesn't seem to have any pressure on him from the board at all uh, to leave WWE. He's still backstage. He's actually come out a few times. Um, you know, he he wields an iron grip over the promotion. I mean, he is WWE. So we'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see uh, what's next in the latest Vince McMahon scandal. But, uh, yeah, so those are the rumors about what's going to happen. HBO is getting involved and all these other promotions. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to see. All right, guys, so that is all the time that we do have for today. Thank you guys so much for listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast with your host, the Kentucky Guy. Hope you guys have a blast, blessed and blast rest of the week. And uh, we will talk to you again on Friday uh, with our special guest. All right, guys, have a wonderful day. Thank you all so, 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 so very much. Thank you.